0: We're going to pray and we're going to talk to our great God. Lord, we thank you so much for your kindness to us. We thank you that today we do serve an audience of one. And we do thank you, Lord, that you have rescued and saved us, that you love us, that we are called your people, that you help us to overcome worry, that you help us in the struggles of life. And I just pray that you would speak to our hearts now because we want to hear a word from you today. We want you to speak to us, and we ask you to do that now. We pray you'd empower my words by your Spirit and open our hearts. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. So today we're starting a new series called Focused Living. It's about fixing our focus on what really matters in life. And that's not keeping up with the Kardashians. Uh, What really matters in life is serving Jesus above all else, Uh, seeking to do God's will in every area of our lives, and loving others as God has loved us. And today we're talking about serving one master, serving one master. Jesus said to his followers in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 6, 24, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve Both God and money. Now, Jesus' point is clear here, isn't it? You can't serve two masters. You can't serve both God and money or God and material possessions. But this principle doesn't just apply to money. This is just the application Jesus was making at this point in his message. He was talking about money, so he reminded his listeners you can't serve God and money. But money isn't the only competing master in our lives. For most people, money is way up there, especially in our first spoiled society in Australia in such a wealthy nation. Money primarily is the issue for a lot of people. But for some, it's a different master competing for our attention. For some, it's addictive behaviours. For some, it's sex. For some, it's power. For some, it's entertainment and leisure. And for some, it's just old-fashioned selfishness living for me, 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 and no one else. But we all... have a master that wants to um, usurp God as our master. There's always something vying for our attention, isn't there? The point is you can't serve two masters. In fact, and it's on your screen, you can never become the person you were created to be when you spend your life seeking to satisfy two masters. Okay? Now, I'm talking specifically today about your relationship with God. If you've been toying with the idea, or or maybe you're just subconsciously aware of making a Jesus and something else lifestyle, today's message will challenge and encourage you to put that second would-be master aside and develop instead a one master mindset. And in our incredibly busy Sydney society, there are so many competing voices, aren't there? so many all the time. Even even if you've been a mature Christian for some time, there are so many competing voices. So today I want to talk about this. If you want to live a one Lord lifestyle and you find yourself in competition with all of these other things vying to take charge of your life, there are three things you need to do in order to keep Jesus first in your life above all others. And let me say, these three things require your attention every day. They're not just a one-off decision you make flippantly or emotionally. They need to be pursued daily. They need to be pursued daily. This in mind, in order to live a one-lord lifestyle, you must firstly make it your daily objective to pave a path for your heart to follow. This is a picture of, you know, when you're paving a path and slowly, slowly you're building the path? Paving a path for your heart to follow. Jesus said, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moss and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moss and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in steal. For your, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also." What Jesus is saying here, and I've seen this to be true, is that if money and material possessions are your obstacle, and if greed is your God, then giving is the best way to move your heart in the right direction. Giving is the best way. Investing in your eternal treasure by giving to the poor and living for Jesus is the way to go. And I know that's true for my own life. When I've found just maybe money beginning to want to compete a little bit in my heart, the first thing I often think about is am I giving enough? How can I be giving? What should I be giving? So, if money is in the way of your ability to surrender completely to the lordship of Jesus, then loosening your grip on money is the best way to loosen your grip, uh, make it loosen its grip on you. Do you see what I'm saying? If you loosen your grip on money, that's the best way to make money loosen its grip on you. And let me say this is very importantly and tightening your hold on Jesus and his kingdom is even more important too. So, we need to pursue Jesus and his kingdom and loosen our grip on money. So it's not like we just loosen our grip. We, we, we're kind of intrinsically made to hold on to either God or an idol. There's something within us that we need something more, isn't it? And people tend to hold on to money or other things. So it's not that we loosen our grip on money. We tighten our hold and pursue Jesus. That's the answer to making Jesus Lord of your wallet and your life. And the wallet is often the last place to go. <laughs> In sum, put God first and money a poor second. But then there are those who will say, well, money isn't really an obstacle for me. It's something else. It's a dysfunctional relationship. It's a sport or sports. It's an addiction. It's pride. It's selfishness, and on and on and on. Now, regardless of what the obstacle might be, the principle for dealing with it is the same. Every day you need to pave a a new path for your heart to follow. So, where are you paving your path? In Jesus' words, you store up a new treasure. Uh, And our treasure, what our heart most cherishes, should ultimately be the Lord. He is our treasure, because where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And if we're honest with ourselves today, think about it: where is your treasure? And the answer comes quickly. Uh, If the answers come quickly and it's not the Lord, well then maybe we need to pave a new path for our heart to follow. Are you with me? So if the obstacle in your life is any kind of addictive behaviour, you move away from what feeds that obsession and you move towards something better. You move toward the Lord and His kingdom. So if you want to live with a one-master mindset, then you need to take the first step toward loosening the grip the competing master has on your life. It's like that old um, Native American Indian uh, saying or parable, which wolf do you feed? Well, feed the Lord. (laughs) And that will be the one that wins. That's the strength in your life. So you begin by paving a path in your daily life that your heart will be able to follow. You move toward the Lord. Now here's the second key. In order to live a one Lord lifestyle, make it your daily objective to take your thought life to the next level. Take your thought life to the next level. In verse 25, Jesus begins by talking about worry and he refers to the many things we tend to obsess about, both the basics of life and the comforts of life. And he tells us you you don't need to worry about these things. And we worry about that. And sometimes we try to keep up with the Joneses as well and we worry about that too. We worry about our needs, our wants, the comforts that we have. Now I love the way these verses are phrased in the King James Version. Have a listen to this. Therefore I say... Unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? Taking thought is a phrase that refers to being anxious or worried here. Then in verse 31, he says, Now listen to this, therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed. Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, and so forth. Now, there's a strong connection between what we think and what we say, right? Strong connection between what we think and what we say. The more we think about it, the more we talk about it. The more we talk about it, the more we think about it. (laughs) And pretty soon, this attitude, this lack of trust in God's provision, completely dominates our mindset and behaviour. Sometimes I think we best would be to zip it and talk to the Lord. You see, one of the things that prevents us from living a one Lord lifestyle is that we find it difficult to put our trust in Him and Him alone. We have like a backup plan, you know? If God doesn't come through, I'm just going to have a backup plan over here. You ever do that? We, we, we do that, right? We find it difficult to believe that He'll provide for us. We entertain this idea in the back of our mind that maybe, just maybe, we can't depend on him for everything. Maybe, just maybe, he'll let us down when we need him most. Now, Jesus said about all our worries and anxieties, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. And sadly, we too often let these thoughts dominate us as well. The Apostle Paul recognises our tendency to worry about everything too. So keep thinking in an unhelpful way, thinking about these things, when he says, Do not be anxious about anything. Which obviously, implicitly tells us, we are anxious about so many things, right? But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So get this. If there is someone or something competing for the title of "Lord in your life," the greatest stronghold will be where in your thoughts, in your thinking. You will try, they sorry, they will try to get in the way of your devotion to Jesus Christ by getting in the way of how you think. If money could talk, if it could place thoughts in your head, it would say, "You need me more than you need God." If addictive behaviour could talk, it would certainly say, you need me more than you need God. That's what every distracting influence would say to you. It would say, you need me more than you need God. It would say, what will God do for you really? What about the basics? What about the comforts? What if he leaves you high and dry? What, What if? Friends, if you want to live a one Lord lifestyle, then you will have to decide today and put into practice each and every day that certain thoughts are simply off-limits, that you're not going to entertain them. I will not dwell on my doubts. I will not dwell on my fears. I will not take thought of such things. Not today, not ever. We say, stop! Instead, when you move your thought life to the next level you choose to stop and that's a choice right you choose to stop thinking about all that can go wrong and you start to think about the goodness of god thinking on and thanking him for his love his mercy his provision his kindness his faithfulness his forgiveness his sovereignty his plan for your life so as jesus says but seek first the key. now the brackets are my inclusion okay that's not the word of god this is help us understand But seek first the kingdom of God, so put God first, (laughs) and his righteousness and live rightly, and all these things will be added to you, and God will provide for all your needs. And in our thinking, Paul adds this. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And what? And the God of peace will be with you. In other words, what I'm saying is if you want to live a one Lord lifestyle, put God at the top of your what to think about list. Put God first and think about his love, his truth, his goodness, and his provision for you, and your thinking and your actions will follow. Our thinking always, if this is what we meditate on all the time, is seen in what we do, right? It's very much like what's in the heart. It comes out of us. So, who what are we going to meditate on? Our worries? And that comes out in, oh my goodness, I'm so stressed and I've got to get on the phone, today, you know? Or does it come out in me meditating on the Word of God and on the truth of God and His love for us? filling ourselves with that and fellowship with the Christians and all these good things, that starts coming through in my thinking and then in my actions, right? And then in my actions. And then here's the third thing you need to do. Make today your top priority. Make today your top priority. We all have a tendency to want to live in one of two places where we don't belong. <laughs> and I'm not talking about, you know, a certain suburb. <laughs> I'm talking about one place we tend to live in that we shouldn't is in the past because it was either so good or so bad that we just can't bring ourselves to let it go. The other is the future. That's because we either fool ourselves into believing the future will magically become perfect all of a sudden, even if we do nothing about it today, or we obsessively dwell on the gloom and doom of the future because we're so afraid the worst is sure to happen and to come. Maybe we need to turn the news off. (laughs) Either way, whether it's the future Or the past, whether you think it was good or bad, it prevents you from focusing on that which needs your attention most. And I'm talking about today. I'm talking about this moment. Do you ever find yourself drifting off to the past or to the future? Do you ever find yourself in a conversation with someone in the moment and you find yourself drifting to the future (laughs) or the past? Ever done that? I've done that. And then I say to my wife. I must, I must work on that. Uh, what was that? Yes, yes, yes. What did I just say? What was that? <laughs> Jesus said, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Many people live their lives with good intentions, thinking, eventually I'll be fully committed to what I know is right and what I know is true, but just not yet. <laughs> And they wonder why money keeps getting in the way, and compulsive behavior keeps getting in the way, and toxic relationships keep getting in the way. It's because you can't live a one-lord lifestyle in the past or the future. You can only live it today, right now, here and now. Friends, you know it's impossible to move in two directions at the same time, isn't it? So today I'm challenging you to answer the call that Christ is extending to you. Not yesterday or tomorrow, but today, right now. And that call is to pave a path for your heart to follow. Pave a path. A path that is toward the Lord. Focus your thoughts exclusively on Him and His blessing. Whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely. And live in the now. Live for the Lord today. Not tomorrow. Not my past glory days. Make Him your one master. And that's why we're going to celebrate right now, our one master who died for us that we might live. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for all that you've done for us and your incredible love toward us. And we just pray that we can put into practice what we've talked about today, that if there are masters, and at times in our lives there are other things vying for our attention, Lord, we pray that you would help us to make you our one master. Help us to pave a heart for our heart to follow. Help us to pave a path toward you, Lord. Help us to focus our thoughts on you. And help us to live in the now, to live for you, Lord, today. And in so doing, you might help us to enjoy the freedom that is found in not trying to constantly live for two masters, but living in the freedom of our one perfect good master.